boy movies welcome to big boy movies a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them i'm one of your big boys matt Beebe. i'm another one of your big boys john george and this week we're getting married yeah it's finally official dun, 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 dun. That, <laughs> so that's, that's no president. yeah that's the president i don't know what's song. a wedding i've yeah, never been no. to one yeah i proposed to john uh mm-hmm. on the top of a uh, nakatomi tower here in la it was very cute uh yeah i i gave him uh a nice expensive ring mm-hmm. and then uh we watched die hard five times in a row it was yeah. <laughs> it was the best night of my life it was, it was pretty crazy <laughs> yeah um so uh, really i'm sure good. uh everything's gonna be fine uh as yeah. as i'm a- aware of it marriage uh-huh. is always fine and ends great yeah i don't even so, know what divorce is or yeah that. No, I've, I've never heard s- that word yeah. that before it's Divo- weird that you would yeah. say that yeah no. i just made up a word mm. <laughs> That's that's my bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> actually, maybe I watched Marriage Story last night, and I think well, I think I'm calling out the wedding. You're gonna call off the yeah, wedding? Yeah, I just I, I can't I, <laughs> the movie. I also watched Marriage Story, and I was like, "This is weird. I I don't understand like totally what's happening here." I was mostly distracted by the aspect ratio, as we did talk about <laughs> last week, um, and that embarrassing uh, mistake. You're that gonna love they High make. Life. Yeah. Um, oh right. man, what what aspect <laughs> ratio is that? In? Um, so it's the same. So Marriage Story has like tiny black bars at the edge. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. not exactly wide enough. Yeah. Um. High Life has that same thing. It's probably the same distance. Oh, okay. But then they also, on the uh, top and bottom, they said, let's do it as well. Now, uh, hold on. That sounds like if I I were in Premiere, Mm -hmm. if I were given that file, I would do what's called punching in so there are no black bars (laughs) no 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 if you have black bars on both the top this is high life and the sides oh yeah high life's a movie that i watched this week we're not done with it hold on we'll get there eventually what you do if you have black bars all around is you do what's called a punching in and you just make it a little bit bigger it's not art that's not art that sounds (laughs) it's not art baby that sounds like bad art (laughs) it's not art if i sent you a video on your phone <laughs> and it was just the size of a smaller screen and it mm-hmm. didn't get bigger you'd say what is this i can't see it i'd say this is art thanks, yeah. <laughs> thanks for sending this to me baby oh this is, boy this is almost as good as 2018's high life these directors gotta figure it out with these <laughs> just make it the size of the screen yeah i don't know <laughs> i watch movies on a screen everybody <laughs> Screens are one size. Yeah. Just make it that size. Um, I'm editing, as you know, mm-hmm. the audience. I don't know if I said uh, editing, editing, video, yeah. best of the decade. It's mm-hmm. very funny seeing all the different aspect ratios in yeah. this video uh, because you just move from movie to movie and they're just like, and obviously my taste is more artsy. So all yeah. these indie f- filmmakers are like, this is my aspect ratio. Yeah. And they're all just different aspects. Did ratios. you punch in at all in this video or did no, you, you just, left them all in their true format? Yep. Oh man, yeah. that's going to be an eyesore. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not um, that big of a deal. <laughs> it's fine. Oh man. Well, well, it's not like, I don't think I ever in the video, it goes from one movie to the next. Like I've never switching between oh, movies okay. quickly or anything yeah. like that. There's no montage. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I'll have to call the wedding planner now and see what they have to say about this whole thing. Yeah. Maybe they watched marriage story. I'm calling my lawyer. Already. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting ready for the Jesus divorce. Christ. <laughs> we had the, the wedding hasn't even happened. We haven't even set a date. Are, are you, are you getting Alan Alda or am I getting Alan Alda? Um, you get Alan Alda God because damn it. he's a nice dude though. You get to he's hang a out nice with dude. him. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're gonna get to this, but yeah. he's also right. Is the thing? Yeah, I know. He was the one who was correct. Yeah, um, but that's not how the world works. Listen, there's got to be a way to avoid the marriage story. Yeah, the, right know. now we are in like we have seen the premonition of the future, and this is the movie where I try and figure out how to avoid the future that's coming. You know? Yeah, well, I don't, it's called Marriage Story for a reason. The sequel baby. to Marriage Story is essentially going to be Avengers Endgame, <laughs> and Adam Driver's going to go back in time and try and figure out how to avoid the events of Marriage yeah, Story. Greta Gerwig's, yeah. Greta Gerwig's going to be like, why are you so obsessed with your, ex, yeah. <laughs> your ex-wife? Why do you want to... <laughs> you, now you're making a movie about going back in time to get back with her? Yeah, like I th- like the f- Marriage Story was fine. I thought yeah. it was you clearly... It was very, very powerful. It was, it was about acceptance, wasn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. No, no, not no, at all. No. I really miss her. Oh, you missed the, the the bonus scene where Alan Alda snapped his fingers and we all turned into dust. Yeah, that's a that's a it's <laughs> a great ending. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Avengers Endgame, Marty Scorsese might have a meeting with. Uh, oh uh, yeah, Marty. Um, he is here. He is back in the studio. This yeah, week. we brought him back because we're not talking about any of his movies today. Marty is nervous. I saw him sweating. Yeah. a lot today because he, I think he's scared. Bob's gonna. I mean, off him. Bob. The way Bob invited Marty to that meeting is he did throw a brick through his window uh, with a single bullet taped to the brick. Yeah, and then also a message around it that says, "You a little bitch." Oh yeah. <laughs> um, meet me here at this time. Yeah. It's um, also weird that they're not meeting on the Disney lot, and he did tell them to meet uh, in a back alley mm-hmm. uh, near Skid Row. Yeah, very weird place. Yeah. He said he has a tent on Skid Row. Yeah, but... Bob Iger's private Skid Row tent. <laughs> yeah, he said, I have, a, I have a tent all set up. We can camp. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we can camp and talk this thing out like men. Yeah. <laughs> when me and Neil first moved here, we would always refer to the Skid Row people as campers. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they're just, they're camping. They're, just, they're camping. Yeah. And Neil's like, we should go buy a tent. Like, look yeah. at all these campers. They're all camping yeah, out. We should pull up our RV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dang. I didn't know downtown was such a camping spot. <laughs> yeah. We really see the stars down here. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Marty, uh, directing a marvel movie i think it's happening yeah probably that's mm-hmm. uh, that's my only takeaway is that if bob Iger and martin scorsese you're gonna meet he's gonna be directing some marvel movie it's It'll, gonna be the spaghetti man the spaghetti <laughs> man. yes it will be the titular spaghetti man um the iconic spaghetti man from he's marvel a, comics he's a mob boss the last stan lee character that, that was actually um did you ever hear about Stanley's last character? No. He was developing with his son, I think. It was his son or his daughter. What's his son's name? I don't remember. Um, Sam Lee. Yeah, I assume it was something funny like Sand Lee or... Uh, <laughs> or Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, yes. That would be very good. Um, I'm pretty sure it, we, he was called like Dirt Man. Oh. Uh, I think I that was... you were talking about his son for a second. No, no, I was no. like, what? Stanley's <laughs> final character uh, Dirt that he was developing with his son or daughter, I'm pretty sure was called Dirt Man. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what his powers were or anything like that. Gardening. Yeah, or just like being dirty, maybe. Oh, that'd be awesome. So I think Marty might be picking that one up. I think that'd be... That That absolutely needs a movie. <laughs> Make, making the Dirt Man movie. The Dirt Man movie. We, we couldn't stop at Sandman. Sand is too nice. He's, he's this Marvel phases uh, yeah. Iron Man dirt man is yeah, that's love, what i've heard love dirt man yeah which let means me, let me look up dirt man real quick yeah please do i really want to see a picture dirt of man, this stan lee yes it's coming who, up with a result who would play dirt man i think this is a i know Hall was just in yeah, one but i yeah. feel like this is a Hall. like it could be yeah stanley was working on a new superhero called dirt man says daughter so 
Yes. Dang, too too bad he couldn't live yeah. long enough to finish. He that. never finished Dirt Man. Ugh, it's, this is like a George R. R. Martin situation. Yeah, before, before George R. R. Martin ever gets to complete the the dirt of <laughs> of summer, maybe. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, the new the seventh book, the Dirt of Kings. Yeah, what if he announces he's like, <laughs> what if George R. R. Martin's like, by the way, I'm adding four books yeah. now to the. I, I decided it's going to take a I came up with longer. this Dirt Man character. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna need like three more books to he's, explain his whole deal. He's John Snow's gay lover. Oh my god, <laughs> Dirt Man, <laughs> bringing it out—the dirt of the the kid, the Prince of Dirt. Yes, that's gonna be the next one. Yes, and that's why and that's why the show's not good enough because they didn't have this yeah. guy. He's from New Jersey. He's <laughs> from New Jersey. <laughs> George R. R. Martin's talking like he's from New Jersey. Yeah. It's like you're from Arizona. Why are you talking? Is George R. R. Martin from Arizona? He lives in Arizona. I'm not sure. I'm if pretty he's sure from... he's from New Jersey. Oh, really? I, he's from like the New Jersey. He does. New York yeah, area. yeah. I guess so. That would make sense. It makes sense. That makes sense. He wears a hat like he's from there. Yeah, yeah you know. Um, this is a podcast about movies. Oh yeah, we've been we've been talking about movies. Yeah, we? but not but not specifically about movies. We have wa- we got to wait at least 30 years before we even get our first glimmer of the Prince of Dirt. Yeah, but I'm sad. if we want to talk about movies we've seen recently, mm-hmm. what what are we going to talk about? Uh, well, we both saw a movie together this week that we're not going to talk about, or not going to talk about, um, not going to be our main review. Yes, it won't be a f- we won't do a full episode on this, but we did see this together uh, on a Tuesday night at 10:20 p.m. Mm-hmm. I got 4D. home. At, got home at 1:30 uh, a.m. Yeah, I it only took me 15 minutes to get home crazy. because That's, there was no traffic. Yeah, um, for people who don't live in L.A. That's crazy. If you drive at like 1 a.m. on a Tuesday night in L.A., you can go anywhere like in anywhere. no time. Yeah. I, I'm, that's when I'm going to go to the beach. Yeah. Honestly. You could get to Santa Monica in like four minutes. Dude. You oh. could get to Santa Monica from like Nevada see, in four minutes yeah. if it's 1 a.m. on a Tuesday. See, Santa Monica is great because it's right near the highway. Beverly yeah. Hills, they hate They hate the highway. They do hate the highway. They don't want it to be near Yeah. The, the Beverly Hills hates most things <laughs> and they make it very difficult to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're going to be pissed when that... uh metro rail comes out soon (laughs) metro rail coming soon um but what movie do we watch we watch promare 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 yes as the japanese call it yes and we we were hanging out with all the anime fans yeah we were in the the weeb showing extreme um um and i guess yeah, this is a Japanese film. Yes, yeah. anime. I did talk about it on an earlier yes, episode. We um, have yes. This I is my recall. second viewing. This is your first viewing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess, <laughs> I guess I'd preface it with my history of anime. Mm-hmm. Um, not that much. Yeah. I watched Pokemon as a kid. Yes. That's barely an anime. I mean, it is an anime, but it's um, it's not like it's not this. It's, it's not <laughs> what if the, if there was a big boy anime. I feel like Pro Mare would probably be yes. in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, I've, I've tried to watch. I started watching what's the Attack on Titan. I watched the yes. first like two episodes of that, mm-hmm. and I was like, hmm, maybe this anime thing is just not for me because that's like supposed to be one of the best. And I was like, I'm not enjoying this. Yeah, stage. I know a lot of people have mixed opinions, at least among my my weeb friends who I have many. Um, 
I think they have mixed feelings on Attack on Titan. I also tried to watch Attack on Titan and I got like two episodes in and just couldn't do it. Mm. The only anime that I've really ever super gotten into was One Punch Man. Okay. Uh, yeah, I only I watched watch the first season and the second season apparently is no good. So I haven't even bothered. Mm. Uh, but I really, really liked One Punch Man. Uh, Promare was made by a studio called Studio Trigger. Uh, and they're best known for, I think, Kill La Kill and Gurren Lagan. Um, which I think this one references Gurren Lagan a little bit because that shows about a mech with a drill in it, and there is a drill in this movie mm. at one point. So I know people were freaking out about that. Um, but yeah, it's it's bas- essentially what Promare is, is if you let the people who make the anime and you, you give them lots of money, mm-hmm. you say, do it, go for it. <laughs> do the anime. And they sure went for it. Oh, yeah. Um, this... This this movie was beautifully animated. I really like the art style of this movie. Yeah. <clears throat> um that was probably my favorite part was just the color. Like I just loved mm-hmm. the palettes. I loved I loved the animation in general. Yeah, I I also think that is the best part of the movie for me too. As like also not the biggest anime fan, it's it's I was telling John that uh it has everything that I'm not a huge fan of in anime, uh, but it also is super like beautifully rendered, mm-hmm. so that helps a lot yeah. in, in watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, the action is also really, really good. I think the opening sequence as well as the opening action scene are my favorite parts of the movie. I agree. Um, oh, the opening sequence was just like, I was just like all in right there. Oh, <laughs> that, yeah. that, that part was like, holy shit, this is badass. Yeah, it's super um, cool. Yeah, and that whole animation with... What what shape was it? They had triangles and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so going it was, on. It was, it really was cool. triangles for fire and like squares, rectangles for yeah. ice, which was a nice little like visual language that they kept going through the whole movie. That was a nice setup. All the other like that that was a nice setup to to tell us what was happening. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, all the other as we've mentioned, all the other like setups are like explaining anime yes, ways to explain things. Anime has this thing where in most screenwriting. Screenwriting 101, it's show, don't tell. Mm -hmm. If you're writing a movie, everyone will say, show the thing, don't have someone explain it. In anime, it is show and tell always, all the time. Yep. So there will be scenes in the movie where you're like, okay, I get it. And then a character will stand there and explain to you the thing that you just watched Mm -hmm. to make sure you absolutely got it. (laughs) Um, And sometimes things need explaining. I think things go kind of off the rails at a certain point in this movie plot wise. Yeah. Um, the, I, I don't want to spoil it too much, but essentially like it's about people who can control fire. And the reason why they control fire is just bizarre. Yeah. There's no way they could, they had to explain that because yeah. it's pretty convoluted. It's pretty just, they didn't weird. have to explain it. I don't think they, they could have just not had that. They could have just said it was a mutation and mm-hmm. left it at that. And we would have been like, okay, it's about racism. Um, <laughs> Basically. It's, it's like yeah. X-Men in that like there are superpower people and there are normal people. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting. The idea of the people who have the fire powers are like, we have to burn because like that's who we are. We're part fire and the fire wants to burn. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they explain it further and you're like, um, <laughs> really? Is that? Yeah. Is that yeah. It? Yeah. Weird. Um, also, I mean, we, so we saw it with a bunch of people who like, I felt like I was the only one in that theater who had not seen this movie. Yes. Um, so when they had 
in the in the opening sequence they had like introductions to each character mm-hmm. i really like the freeze frame on all of them with their name and stuff yeah. like that uh but the audience would react to them and i'd be like oh well that guy is a good guy clearly yeah People well that like was this guy i was thinking about that because there is a it's not like a huge turn but there's a guy who in the beginning he's set up to be a good guy and and later in the movie he's revealed to be a bad guy and because everyone in this theater had already seen it, they booed the guy when yeah. he was introduced. So and I was like, like, oh, well, that's a bad guy. Come on, guys. And one of the one of the people that is like, seems like he's going to be a bad guy at the beginning, everyone, like, that yeah, was every, that was the loudest reaction. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, that guy's a good guy. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'll say it, it's a gay movie. <laughs> yeah. It's got the gays in it. Oh, uh, yeah. And weebs, especially the lady weebs, they love the gays. <laughs> yeah, this the, is one of the first <laughs> animes I've seen like a big mainstream one that really like goes for it in that sense. Oh, yeah. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was also, one but of it also has like wild booty shots of their one female character. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. So they're like, come on, it's gay. And yeah, it's gay. But, it's but if you're straight, look at this, butt. <laughs> we got a butt <laughs> we for do you. Have a girl butt here. Yeah. It is Don't worry. Everyone <laughs> there is, she has to fly her helicopter. Like she's <laughs> waiting to be penetrated. Yeah. But, uh, Let's talk about the main event here, baby, because we saw it in 4D. We did see it in 4D. I'm surprised how much you got from the movie. Yeah, I'm uh, surprised I, I even understood the yeah. movie because I <laughs> I was is, on a roller coaster ride the whole time. This is the first movie that we've seen in 4DX, mm-hmm. and wow, that does not mess around. No, they they're really the whole time. It's well, basically, there's some times where you take a break, but the whole time yeah. you're basically on a ride. You're on a roller coaster. It is. It is like as close to a universal ride as you can get while still being in a movie theater. It's yeah. I don't know. It's it's a weird concept for for uh, to like do with a movie. Like I understand the small experiences, mm-hmm. but this is a full full length movie, right? Yeah, 111 minutes is what I'm reading right now. Yes, um, and you are rumbling with these, and it's like lots of action in this movie so mm-hmm. you're constantly rumbling with these people you're getting punched in the back yeah the you, seat punches you in the back it like shifts and turns and lurches forwards and back you're smelling smells yeah you're, oh that was the weirdest part <laughs> um i me and bb were joking after like imagine 4d for the lighthouse when he farts yeah and they shoot fart smells yeah, in your they face they launch farts into your face yeah uh, which would be fantastic um honestly I'm someone who I really maybe my mom just like when I was a baby, I was in rocking chairs a lot or something because Mm. I really I enjoy plane turbulence a lot. I enjoy like when things (laughs) when I enjoy when I'm like moving a bit in chairs. Okay, so maybe I just like so I like it. It relaxes me. (laughs) So so when I was getting rocked and rolled around, I was like starting to fall asleep. Oh, no. Like I was like it was relaxing me a lot and it was late at night yeah there's some freaky psychology there um because again the it does shoot it punches you in the back many times that felt like a massage chair and it sprays like jets of air into your ears which is awful that was the worst one yeah that was unnecessary the the air that it sprays into your feet was fine i thought that was fun Mm. the water was fine yeah um but the the shooting into your ears was just annoying yeah 
Well, that'd be, what if there was a, in a movie, someone's like whispering in someone's ear and they like shot it just like a really gentle, well then at that point, just put speakers in the chair and have it just have the whisper come out of the chair. Yeah. Um, overall (laughs) I give 4DX a zero out of 10. Oh damn. Yeah. Brutal. (laughs) I would, I would never watch a normal movie in 4DX again. Yeah, no, I would say this was not the right way to watch a movie for the first time. I had already seen it. So like. I yeah. was, you know, just in for the ride. Yeah, maybe um, for a second time. It, it's like a nice for a replayability type yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I would see, like, I would be down to do, like, see Fast and Furious in 4D. That would be fun, but, like, maybe my second viewing. Yeah, well, what if they did, like, Marriage Story, the Marriage Story fight scene in 4DX? <laughs> what would it even do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, also, they had... So, one of the parts of 4DX is, like... L- lightning they say because they have like all the elements oh, or whatever right right and they just have a fucking bright ass light up there yeah that flashes sometimes and i'm like movies are already made up of lights yeah. you don't have to shine another light it's like on face. it's like on school picture day when they have those big lights that like yeah, flash in yeah. your eyes they had one of those up in the corner of the room it was very it was it was just like pathetic yeah. like it did nothing well because it wasn't facing you too it would flash into the wall yeah so every so often you'd be like oh the light's flashing into the wall it'd just be yeah. like a, it just like grab your attention for a second you'd be like why yeah. what is that adding to my experience yeah, it added it added nothing it was just like kind of sad because it was only one they yeah. didn't even have one on the other side of the room yeah at first i mean i don't even want the lights so i guess it's fine that they only had one yeah. but it's kind of just like sad to see this thing flashing yeah. every once in a while for no reason um yeah 40x yeah promare and 40x promare do it if you're a huge dang weeb oh yeah get out there bb who's your favorite character if you were a if you were a big weeb who would you be just i actually do have a favorite character cheering your cheering your ass off for at the 40x showing uh ignis was my favorite which one's ignis the fire chief uh yes Uh, mustached boy he was big muscly he had the rock tattoos on his arms yeah uh he drives a muscle car much like vin diesel and also my favorite moment in the entire movie is when uh, him and Vulcan are like charging at each other in their cars uh, yeah. and Vulcan screams Vulcan yeah, and yeah, Ignis yeah. goes Ignis <laughs> yeah. and they smash into each other. It's yeah, very good. Cool. Um, yeah, that was the, he is definitely my favorite character. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite character yeah. yet. I liked, I liked the main dude, the blue hair. Uh, Gallo. Dude. Gallo. I yeah. liked him. I liked him. I think he was a cool main character. Yeah, he was, he was a fun guy. He was a fun Oh, cocky man. Yeah. Wait, what? Cocky, cocky. Oh, <laughs> okay. I thought you. I thought you meant like bukaki. Bukaki. Like, that did not happen in the movie. Do you not remember the bukaki? No, dude, the bukaki that was a scene in Bromare. Dude, the forty X for that was off oh, off the god, charts. I must have been in the bathroom for that. Yeah. I'm so oh sad I missed god. it. They had lots of actual semen. Yeah. It was disgusting. <laughs> well, it was well, well now disgusting. we definitely have to see the lighthouse in 4D. Yeah. Um that's a good transition into the next movie I saw actually oh, please. semen is. Please. <laughs> which is not something you want to say yeah. about a movie usually. Uh but yeah, I saw High Life. We talked about it earlier with its aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. Um it's directed by Claire Denis, uh a French director who this is her first movie in English. Okay. Um, she's she's been directing movies for a while, uh, a long long time. But this is stars Robert Panson. It's in space, um, and it's there's it's about semen. It is about semen. <laughs> it's 
Uh, it's about. I, I can't. I couldn't tell you what this movie is. About. You couldn't tell me what it's about, but you know for sure it's about. Semen. I know that there is semen in this movie. Can you please elaborate on how and why this movie is about semen? So everyone focuses on the semen because I, I couldn't. I couldn't name another movie where I saw where there's semen in it. Right? Oh yeah. Could you name a single movie where you have seen? There was semen, semen in not the, counting porn. Don't, no, don't there was porn. semen in the trailer for Nymphomaniac. Oh, well, yeah, Nymphomaniac probably has semen in it. Yeah. I'd imagine that. I haven't seen that movie. but maybe I also haven't seen the movie. I saw the trailer. There was semen in it. Okay. Um, I'm kind of scared to see that movie. Why does Nymphomaniac seem like a scary movie? Isn't me? it Lars von Trier? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm scared of any Lars von Trier don't, movie. Don't watch a Lars von Trier movie. That's a bad idea. I, I'm sca- I'm going to have to eventually as a movie man, I guess. Yeah. But everyone's going to be like, you haven't seen it Into the Void? And I'm going to be like, that's seems scary yeah, to me i don't, don't want to watch it is the thing is like don't yeah yeah i'm scared of it well actually melancholia i'm gonna watch that soon all right because i like uh what's her name karsten dunst or whatever kirsten dunst, kirsten dunst. Oh, okay i like her so you i want to watch, watch spider-man oh yeah sure oh yeah but high life <laughs> high life um this is like ad astra if it were about semen <laughs> you can't keep doing that <laughs> i would the semen we get <laughs> where and why and how and who um so robert panson it starts off and he's got a baby and he's in space okay and he's alone and this is a movie that's like it's it starts you off that's like the first scene his name's monty in this movie okay um and then it's a movie that like takes you back to like oh how did he become alone kind of because this mm-hmm. the space station used to be filled with people and then all this stuff and you figure out it's like revealing how basically all all everyone else dies on this spaceship that's not a spoiler because you know immediately it's just him and this baby left yeah um and yeah it's kind of just like a trippy it's like a slow burning very sexual space movie nice and it's three and a half stars for me okay (laughs) mainly because it's just super unique um and I liked the writing a lot, and Pattinson was pretty good in it. Okay. Like he usually is. Yeah. Uh, but the main star of this movie um, was Juliette Binoche, who's a very good French actor. Um, she's in Godzilla, thing. Oh, okay. Um, but she, yeah, she was definitely, her character was, I, oh my God, I wanted to, I wanted to die at the thought of she's just very scary character oh, okay. i didn't the opening scene the opening scene with this character is just like a crazy sexual opening oh it's it makes you it makes it it just makes gives you the heebie-jeebies and you're like oh, i don't like this okay i don't like this character well fun for the whole family go check out high life yeah you know how you your family liked interstellar yeah they're gonna love this one tell them this is the sequel <laughs> um uh it does black holes better than interstellar though i have to imagine any movie could do that yeah um all right all right Uh, well i watched uh one toy story four the fourth toy story Mm -hmm. um i was not able to see it this summer i was also kind of iffy on it because i didn't really think we needed a fourth toy story and i still kind of don't think we need a fourth toy story that being said it's a good movie yeah um i think toy story 3 was the right way to end toy story I agree. but if we were gonna get another one like this is good yeah it's fine i mean it's incredible what pixar can do i will say that like the last two animated movies i watched were frozen 2 and toy story 4 
And it is insane to me how photorealistic they're making these movies now. Like, Dude, Toy Story 4 looks beautiful. Yeah. That, that was the first. I was like, holy it's shit. It's crazy. Looks- the lighting and the textures and like everything. Anything that's not very clearly a cartoon, you could mistake for real life. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't see Frozen 2, did you? No. There are scenes in that movie with like water and nature and rocks that's just like, how is this not actually being filmed? Yeah. How did they Damn. do this? What do you? What camp are you in on that? Do you, are you like, let's keep animation like and separate or are you like realistic animation still cool i well i know there's definitely room for this realistic i mean pixar and disney are clearly the the front runners in that 3d animated world because they're just they do it better than everyone else but i do miss 2d animation um from what i've heard uh, disney animation's official stance is that 2d isn't dead it's just it's not you know it it, there i think what they've said officially is that uh if they're gonna do 2d animation it has to fit the story they're telling Mm. which you know kind of sounds to me like it's expensive to do 2d animation Uh, so we should just focus on 3d for now okay i would very very much love for disney to get back into 2d animation because like what they did with princess and the frog was amazing visually imagine what they could do now if they kept putting money into it yeah um but yeah it's you know, if we're getting 3D movies, I'm glad these are the quality movies we're getting. Uh, aside from the visuals, I thought Toy Story 4 had a nice little story. Um, and, you know, it had an ending I didn't necessarily expect, uh, especially for a Toy Story movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's crazy to me that <coughs> Tim Allen is still in movies. Yeah, crazy. I mean, Buzz didn't have a whole mm-hmm. lot to do in this one. Was that your Tim Allen impression? No. Can you do Can you do that again? I can't. No, you can't do no, it again? No, no. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was... It was a one-time thing. Oh, damn. Well. You're going to have to rewind. Yeah. It's a good thing this is being deleted after we're done. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah, I don't don't have like a whole lot to say. I thought Forky was good. I think Forky might have been a little overhyped. Dude, that's okay. I I watched this before this podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that was my one main thing was everybody was like, Forky, holy shit, this character's so good. He's barely in the movie. He, he's not barely in the movie. In comparison to what they were like this, they were he's making him out. Main, he's not the main thrust of the movie yeah. at all. It, the trailers made it seem like it was going to be about Forky and it's not about Forky. Which is, that was just the disappointing part for me. It's, this yeah. was one of the situations where hype for something like screwed over my, screwed over mm-hmm. my feelings for the movie because everyone was like, Forky's the best. Yeah. Cause Forky was funny. He was good, but he, he was, was barely good. In it. But was, yeah, his character development happens super fast. Yeah. And uh, then the movie's over. It's very much about Woody. It's definitely about Woody. Um, I did like uh, Bunny and Ducky, though. Key and Peele. Yeah, I'm yeah, a huge fans of them. So I, I appreciate them in this movie. <clears throat> it's also like the last time we've seen Key and Peele together. Um, oh, yeah. So I haven't seen them together together in a while. Yeah, because the show ended. Because Peele's just, he's he's too good. Yeah, he's getting Oscars now. He's just like, <laughs> Come on, you, you left me in the dust. <laughs> yeah, I think Key's happy for him for the most yeah, part. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, it's it's Toy Story four. It, that one's actually fun for the whole family. It is. Yeah. Um, I'd say it's a good double feature. See High Life and yeah. then Toy Story four. Oh, only major criticism of Toy Story four uh, is they introduce a character who is essentially a toy mob boss who wants to harvest Woody's organs. Um, <laughs> this is a very mild spoiler, and I just. I feel like they didn't spend enough time there uh, because there are a lot of implications 
here about toy organ harvesting. Yeah. And then they sort of just like the character's just fine after that. Like yeah. she becomes part of the team at the end. It's like in Fast and Furious when Shaw becomes part of the family, you're like, wait, but he also did a whole lot of murder. Yeah. Like this toy wanted was out to harvest organs. I mean, but the message is you can do a lot of murder, but at the end of the day, you can still attend a barbecue and be it's part of the tr- family. I guess. <laughs> I guess that's what we've learned. I guess Toy Story 4 and Fast and Furious are the same in that regard. Yeah, probably. Um, I completely agree mm. with you there. Yeah. Um, yeah, Toy Story 4. And now that also marked the, the moment where that was, Pixar was like, this is it for the sequels. We're, we're moving yeah. on for now to yeah, original, original content. Stuff, which is good. Which I, I mean, as a huge fan of Inside Out, obviously I'm all about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want something. God, I want another thing like Up, Up. We're Remember that Soul era? Next. That era where we got Up and Wally mm-hmm. back to back years. Yeah. Ooh, that was nice. Good time. Well, we're getting Soul and then we're also getting <laughs> Onward. Think, Onward. Yeah. Onward first and then Soul. Yeah. Which are both original. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I don't know. I know a lot about Onward. I don't know anything about Soul at okay. all. So it's about jazz. Jazz. Like the B movie. I'm a jazz. <laughs> it's, it's just the B movie. Yeah. It's, it's the B movie. It's the one part of the B movie where he goes, do you like jazz? <laughs> and it's that for two hours. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, those are, we barely saw any movies this week. Yeah. Um, I thought I saw more for some reason, but because I did see one more movie, but it was, I rewatched marriage story for this podcast. Um, marriage story, marriage story. This is a, a movie. Um, Noah Baumbach. If you don't know him, he's, um, he had a, if you don't know about him, (laughs) Noah, he's had a hell of a, hell of a decade. Um, his first movie this decade, Francis Ha, mm-hmm. also on Netflix right now. Uh, the Meyerowitz Stories came out in 2017, also on Netflix. I believe Mistress America's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, Mistress America, Francis Ha are the two Greta Gerwig, Noah Baumbach collabs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Greta Gerwig was like, I'm moving on to be my own person and director. Yeah. But we're still going to date and have babies and have yeah. sex. Well, what's funny is that I got things mixed up. I first assumed that this movie was about his relationship with Greta Gerwig. Um, no, 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 no. And so, yeah, at the end of the movie, I was like, oh, I guess that makes sense. Because uh, Scarlett Johansson's character does become a director at the end. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, Greta Gerwig's a director. But yeah. no, nope, it's about uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, everyone's favorite screaming she, hateful she, eight. Did Jennifer character. Jason Lee ever actually direct something? I don't know. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. It's not so marriage story is not like complete. It's based off yeah. of their relationship, but it's not. It's it's inspired by it's it's yeah. him, you know, trying to find truth in his art. Um yes. and it's it's very clearly like about his divorce. Yes. Um because he was like, you know, that divorce thing, that really pissed me off. I'm not gonna great. make a movie about it. <laughs> I don't know if the takeaway is it really pissed him off. <laughs> really pissed me off. Yeah, fucking <laughs> That's why the movie ends with Adam Driver just being like, I'm so pissed off. <laughs> uh, spoil, we're not in the spoiler section yet, uh, BB. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Uh, no, yeah. Um, if, you, if you're if you a fan of Marriage Story, Marriage Story's Netflix, I, I urge you to watch Francis. I urge you to watch the Meyerowitz stories as well because that's a great movie. Another fantastic film where Adam Sandler is a great actor. Mm. Um, and Ben Stiller is also in that one. Uh, 
both as Meyerowitz mm-hmm. people. Um, yeah, this is Noah Baumbach's one of my, so going into this film, Noah Baumbach already loved Francis. He's one of my favorite screenwriters in general. Love his writing style. Love his, his writing's just fun and quirky and funny. Yeah. That's one thing I didn't expect as much about this movie is that it was quirkier than I thought it would be. Yeah. It's all the characters are a little bit heightened and a little bit off, um, which I liked for the most part. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. Um, Thoughts on the movie? Yeah, general impressions. I liked it. It was a good movie. Um, it's really performance-driven, I would say, but that's also the writing was very good. Um, yeah, jokes aside, it was shot very well. <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, I mean, it was just like a solid movie, and it was it felt very real, but it never felt so real that I was just bummed the entire time. It really goes for you at the end as far as the emotional stuff. Um, but it is just sort of like it's, it's exactly what you think it is. It's about a divorce and you're just watching this sort of tragic thing unfold uh, almost in real time. Uh, and it's yeah, it's it's real and it's sad and it's good. It's honestly hard to talk about without talking about specific moments. Mm-hmm. I'd also say it's a hard movie to spoil because it is just about a divorce. Yeah. It's a divorce where they're not going back and they set that up in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's very clear that like this movie ends with them separated mm-hmm. um, and there's no other way that's going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't think there was any, I don't think there was any point of the movie. I was like, they're getting back together. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I love this movie. My my general impressions are watch this freaking movie because I I adore it. It's yeah. exactly my BB when he started this movie said this is such a John George ass movie. It is and it is. It's a hundred percent my type of movie. It has like everything I love. The opening sequence I watched. I think I've watched I've watched this movie twice now. I've watched the opening sequence like five or six times. Yeah, like I just go. It's so well written and so. So I went into this movie. You mentioned it's a divorce movie. I went into this movie not knowing it was a divorce movie. Yeah, it was called. It's titled Marriage Story. I thought it was just a movie about a relationship. I had no clue mm-hmm. what was about at all. And the opening sequence very much makes it seem like they're they're dearly in love with each other. They talk. Yeah. They're just talking about what they love about each other, and then it cuts to like, oh, they're yeah, they're, they're getting in, divorced. They're in counseling, like separation <laughs> um, counseling, which I think was brilliant. Uh, I don't think anyone else is going to have that experience because clearly everyone knows it's about divorce. Yeah. At this point. I didn't necessarily know it was about divorce specifically. I, I didn't realize the whole movie was going to be that. Uh, okay. Um, I thought there was going to be more marriage stuff yeah. in the movie. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, but it is just about the divorce. So I thought it's, I, I just thought it was brilliant that it that started off like that and like immediately smiling love. There's a line in there that's just like going to be so me as a dad. It's the line where. <laughs> where she where um adam driver like and his son are going out of a movie and his son's like i cried four times and and adam driver's like yeah me too yeah and i wonder if they were the same times yeah i'm like that's so gonna be me as a dad holy shit um sounds like you're gonna raise a dang soy boy john george oh yeah i'll be sucking down soy he's gonna be crying me and him i don't think i cried four times at this movie I, i cried three times the second time i watched it i oh, cried okay. once the first time i did not cry see i'm a crier in movies movie. yes that was not me um but adam, toy story 4 almost got me oh, honestly yeah? which was weird because i watched it at work 
it was just one random moment in Toy Story 4. It's towards the end, so I won't say what it was, yeah. but I was like, oh, that's really I could see that. touching. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I Maybe you do. Um, I, no, no, I do. Oh, okay, sure. I do, because that's a great random moment. Yeah. I remember this. Um, I, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. I was like, wow, Toy Story 4. I guess it is Pixar, so they have to like throw one of those in there. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, oh, no one's crying they, yet. They uh, just got, they got like a box of like those things. They, every so often they just pull one out of the box. Yeah. And like, All right, this is what we're doing in this movie. I just imagine they have one person who like has to, <laughs> who's just like <laughs> sitting there writing scenes that will make people cry. Yeah. And they'll be like, okay, we'll just, just throw this one in there. Yeah, they have a man like <laughs> chained to the radiator. <laughs> because <laughs> that's a secret right, a scene talent. that makes people cry yeah do it um oh yeah and the second i think i like this movie so much because adam driver's character is very similar to me in a lot of ways my mm-hmm. girlfriend i watched it with her the second time and she was like this is you and wow. i was like yeah i guess so um in other ways in some ways he's not me at all but yeah. in a lot of ways he's very similar to me so yeah this movie's just beautifully written uh my favorite performance of the year adam driver i think yep my god very good um but scarlett johansson's amazing in it too yeah um just some amazing shots and i i gotta talk about the randy newman score because Mm -hmm. while this movie was sad i because of his score it felt whimsical and magical yeah it was it was almost like a a fairy tale it was like someone told Randy Newman it was a fairy tale and then he saw the movie and he's like, wait, hold on. What? I didn't. Um, yeah, his score is very like it was supposed to be for like a Pixar or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Um, and it was like, that's, and it felt kind of, the score did feel similar to La La Land in ways. And that's why I reminded me, it also takes place in Los yeah. Angeles mostly. Mm-hmm. So it reminded me of La La Land, like the feeling I had after watching La La Land. I had the same feeling while I was watching Marriage uh, Story. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Um, because it was me like it, it there is singing in this movie but not obviously not as much as la la land yeah um and they're just i i can i'll talk about the ending without spoilers but the last four scenes i think are so freaking good they're very good um they're just the last entire act just hits you every scene is like just hits you yeah um and it's someone to hold me too close yes Someone to hurt me too deep. I have lyrics in front of me. Someone to sit in my chair and ruin my sleep and make me aware of Critics Corner. It's Critics Corner. Yeah, that's fucking right. We got a musical number this week. Let's go. This week's Critics Corner is for everyone's favorite three and a half hour epic the irishman ah, we're going back marty yeah marty marty, marty. I, I pulled this one uh, out for marty specifically because i'm actually since we had a divided opinion on the irishman i figure critics critics corner should also have uh okay a divided opinion so i pulled yeah. two this week um what do you want to start with you want to start with the good or the bad let's start with the good the good okay so this one it's it's tough for me because I'm, inter- I'm interested in hearing this here. <laughs> this one is, I think, an okay review. It's just funny. It's like unintentionally funny, but I don't think this guy like was trying to hurt anyone. With okay. It. Well, maybe one person. <laughs> um, this review comes from Movie Reviewer 15. Oh, the 15th yeah. Movie Reviewer. He was the 15th one, apparently. Wow. 
Uh, and he says he gave it a nine out of ten. Uh, and it says here one out of six people found it helpful. Okay, good, good. Um, movie reviewer 16 has to say as much as I think Martin Scorsese should keep his mouth. Oh, should keep his trap shut regarding Marvel movies. If he wants millennials to have his movie be part of the 2020 Oscars best pictures nominees, I will admit that the Irishman is really good. Thanks to a cast, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, who I call pesky Marvel loving Al Pacino and Ray Romano. That's the first sentence. Wait, is Al Pacino Marvel? Loving? I have no idea. Al Pacino's just like notoriously known yeah. as a Marvel lover. I love the Avengers. <laughs> that cocksucker Those, Thanos. He's such a cocksucker. I hate that fucking cocksucker Thanos. <laughs> Why can't the Avengers beat that cocksucker? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a few things to break down in this first sentence. I also, yeah, his whole, so his whole review obviously is based off Mar. <laughs> like he's like, I'm going to, everybody, I'm going to mention if they like Marvel or they don't. Yeah. Anyone I mention here. Um, and yeah, there was a lot to break down with that yeah, sentence. He, basically mentioning if Martin Scorsese kept his mouth shut, all the Marvel movies would probably be nominated for Oscars. No, what he's saying is he should keep his mouth shut regarding Marvel movies. And then he says, if he wants millennials to have his movie be part of the 2020 Oscars Best Picture nominees. I'm very confused. Do the millennials choose the Best Picture nominees? I don't know. How does I, this man think that works? I, I So he's assuming that all the people who choose the nominees are huge fans of Marvel movies. And which millennials. Is a, and they're millennials. Both assumptions, very wrong. Yes. Has he ever seen... I mean, Black Panther, I guess, was nominated yes. for Best Picture. Is that the only Marvel movie nominated for Best Picture? Yeah. Did Avengers get nominated? No. Okay. That's the only other movie I would, I would think. Yeah. Uh, Dark Knight, I think, was the only other superhero movie that got a Best Picture nomination. Deserved it. Yes. Um, that's still my favorite superhero movie, I think. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah. I had a lot to break down there. Yeah. I don't, well, he goes what, on. What reality is this dude living in? <laughs> he goes on to say, basically, I see it as Martin Scorsese doing a big budget movie that's a cross of a period piece and an episode of HBO's The Sopranos mixed with mafia vibes of Goodfellas which I have never seen. Never seen Goodfellas. But I've seen the poster, and yeah. I, I could tell. I know there are mafia vibes in those Goodfellas. Uh, and he says, Having seen it on the big screen, I believe people should do their best to see it in theaters, and that they can find it... Oh, any theaters that they can find it playing at. It's a shame Netflix screwed this movie. What? What? <laughs> It's a shame Netflix screwed this movie, is what he says. Um, this guy is the most unique person I've yeah, ever seen. It's just, it's like a little bit off, right? He's like, so he hates Martin Scorsese for the Marvel movie thing. He loves this movie. He hates. He hasn't seen Goodfellas. He thinks Al Pacino likes, likes Marvel. Marvel a lot. He he thinks millennials decide the Oscars nominations. Is this a boomer? Like, who, what? I don't. Because like a boomer, you'd think we'd have some mention of IQ by now. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, something about politics or whatever. I'm very confused. Like, he's also like, I don't know what he is. He's a huge Marvel lover. But he's like, you should watch this three and a half hour movie in the theaters. Yeah. Screw Netflix. Yeah. Netflix screwed this movie. And then he says, this is my favorite part. Final rating, 4.5 stars out of five. Nine out of 10, 4.5. And that's four star emojis <laughs> with a 0. 0.5 on the end. Okay. 
Uh, uh, and then he said nine out of 10. So yes, what if he just so, went through and he was like, do it. He just kept going higher and higher. Yeah. Well, the thing is 4.5 is a nine out of 10. He was like 18 out of 20. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he That's what he's doing. <laughs> and then he uses the star emojis to say 4.5 again. 36 out of 40. Yeah. <laughs> just keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> just continues forever. That's a 90 out of 100 guys. Yeah. Um, but movie reviewer 15. I don't know what world he lives in. Clearly not ours. It's very... I think this is an alien. Yeah, but I he think wants, he's that area. area yeah, that, it does feel like an alien or like an AI wrote this. Yeah, it does. He just... Someone fed an AI all the news recently about yeah. this movie. and It just spit out a just, review. That is that's straight up. <laughs> movie reviewer 15. This is the 15th yeah. AI Yeah, this is their 15th reviewer. attempt at a robot movie review. Yeah, wow. Honestly, it's yeah, it is like one of those tweets where it's like, I fed, I made an AI watch all these yeah, movies yeah. and now he's writing a script. Now he's writing reviews of yeah. <laughs> The Irishman. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically it. Yeah. Well, we have a negative review now. Do it. This is a one out of ten from Cuban Muscle Nine. Oh, it's a it's a Cuban muscular guy. Yeah. Uh and this is a weird one also. Uh, but it is more of a review than the last one. Okay. He says Worthless, senseless, violent, predictable, boring. Walked out of the movie 45 minutes into it, which is always great for when you're reviewing a movie. Mm -hmm. De Niro used to be a great actor, but now he is a prostitute, making films that contradict everything he says he hates about Trump. Um, (laughs) It's the 21st century, and here De Niro romanticizes life as a loudmouth, racist, bully, CGI old man who uses Catholicism as a predictable prop. Wait, was he was he racist in the movie ever? I don't remember. Yeah, he this. wasn't really Catholic until like the end, too. Yeah, I don't. I never saw him being yeah. racist. Oh, towards hold on, there's people. only one more line. Pity he wasn't offered, or no, pity he wasn't offed in the first thirty minutes. I mean, you offed him by leaving yeah, the theater in forty-five minutes. Also, he's the main character. Yeah, <laughs> pity the main character of this movie existed the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> The Trump stuff is weird. Yeah, that was out of nowhere. Yeah. I, what? How does this? <laughs> this reads more like a boomer review, I guess. But yeah. this guy doesn't like Trump. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I wouldn't consider his character a loudmouth or a racist. Okay. Yeah. His character was. Is he thinking of Al Pacino's character? Maybe he thinks De Niro is Al Pacino. Because Al Pacino be is the loudmouth. De Niro was very quiet. Didn't He had very little lines. Yeah. He's a quiet Irishman. Yeah. Kept he just to did what he, what he was told. Yeah. Um, also, I just want to point out, this man called De Niro a prostitute, uh, but he put an uh, instead of an I in prostitute, he used an exclamation point. Oh, well, so, that's, yeah, he it, doesn't want to, he's, ble- he's bleeping. Yeah, he's censoring himself, I guess. <laughs> oh, what's that word? Prost. prost it's it's prost. The, Toot. The P word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't say it out loud for the kids. Oh, come but. on. <laughs> the kids, if, if they don't see the eye, they can't read it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fucking Adam Driver's kid in Marriage Story. Yeah. <laughs> they swear in that in front of that kid. Yeah. Um. Critics Corner, wow. Yeah. <laughs> a, there are a lot of good Irishman reviews I imagine for uh, that. A, a bounty of Irishman reviews. Yeah. Those are two of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Um, that we had out there. Those were pretty great. 
Mm-hmm. I wonder if I wonder if there are any critic scores for uh, marriage marriage story coming up. Oh, we'll there see. could be. We'll there see. could maybe be. I I really wanted to I wanted to get the Irishman in critics corner because I wanted that duality. We did that with the Joker as well. <laughs> the Joker was a little bit more hot. People were really debating Joker. Uh, this one I don't think is as much of a debate, but I wanted to get those both sides, especially because Marty's here. Yeah, got to give him a fair swing. Yeah, Marty is crying. He, he really took the, took those to heart. Yeah, no, he's. I don't think he's gonna make a movie ever again. <laughs> he's just wow. Yeah, he's, gee, are you okay, Marty? Marty like, that was get just, yourself together. There's a guy that bleeped out prostitute. Yeah. Do you really care about his opinion that much? <laughs> he should have just said the word. <laughs> <laughs> just tell me, the guy's a cocksucker. Yeah. Uh, marriage Story. Should yeah. we get into spoiler parts? Spoiler of Town story? for Marriage Story. Um, I guess before we get into Spoiler Town, great movie. Watch Good movie. It. Watch, watch it on. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, you might as well. How just do you? Turn how it have on. you not watched it yet? Yeah, just turn turn it on. Um, Here's what I did. I'll tell you what I did. Is I said, "Hey Google, play Marriage Story," and it, it did. did. It did. And I watched. Mar- That's all you have to do. Yeah, um, but only if you have a device that will let you do that. Yeah, only if you have a Google. You got Spotify, right? You get one of those things for free yeah, with yeah, Spotify. Yeah. If you I don't know. Spotify. I don't think you do anymore, but you did. Yeah. Uh, actually, I just got an email today saying, John, you could get Spotify Premium for three months for nine ninety nine, and you get a Google Google Home Mini. So yeah. I think it's still exi- in All existence. Right. Get out deal. there and tell your Google to play Marriage Story. Yeah, just do it. Um, spoiler Town. Here we go. All right. Um. Marriage story, man. Jeez. I get, so I've seen it twice at this point, so I, I remember a lot. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since you've seen it. Yeah, it's been uh, a week or two. Uh, so I guess I can take us through. We st- Obviously, like we talked about in the non-spoiler part, it starts off with a wonderful, wonderful what I love about segment where, where uh, all right, what are these people's names again? Where Charlie and Nicole go in depth on what they like love about it yeah i really i also really like that sequence it was it was very artfully done Mm -hmm. um and it it felt real as i said yeah Um, especially because these are two like playwright movie people so you can sort of if you can buy into the sort of like the colorful language or the you know very poetic aspect of it Mm -hmm. um but yeah it, it also really helps set them up as characters so you don't really have to wonder as much about them once you get into the movie. Yeah, you, you're like, okay, I get who these people are now. Yeah, um, and it was, there was there were some parts that were just hilarious, and the parts where they're both competitive at Monopoly. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Scarlett Johansson's character was like less, but Adam Driver like stormed yeah. out. He's like, like, I can't believe. <laughs> he's like, wait, so so I'm, he like landed on the spot. He's like, he's like. Who owns this? Who owns this? Yeah, it was the kid. <laughs> it was the kid. He's like, so I'm done. I can't afford that. How much? I can't afford that. I'm done. I'm done, right? <laughs> and he just like storms out of the yeah. room. <laughs> He's like, this is bullshit. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, which is me. Once again, I totally oh, do that oh, during Monopoly. Shit. Okay, yeah. well, we're not playing Monopoly on this show. No. Um. So <laughs> I'll point out the things that are like me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll take it through there. Um. But yeah, this God, the, the opening sequence will just grab you in. Whenever mm-hmm. a movie has a great opening sequence, like I'm, I'm fully in. And there are a lot of movies that do that pretty well. Yeah, I think the opening, especially this year, Lighthouse opening, fantastic as well. Uh, just sets the mood perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about it when I watched this movie because this, this movie has some 
individual scenes that are just killer. Even Adam Driver in every interview is just like every day of shooting was like nerve wracking because it's like, oh, this scene, now this scene, now yeah, this scene. Yeah. And because all every scene like was super impactful. Yeah. This was the gear of like the really good scenes in movies. <laughs> the year of the very good scenes. Like th- these were some of the best scenes in movies I've ever seen. Like Lighthouse has two individual scenes that I'm mm-hmm. just like, I'm never going to forget. They're etched in my mind forever. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, the seagull scene and then the long monologue yes. scene. Hark.mp4. Yes. Um, this movie has like many scenes that are just so freaking good. Yeah. Um, they're more, more towards the end. So I guess we can get the, to those eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a thing to say, but now I do not remember the thing I was going to say. <laughs> well, we'll send silence. We'll move until on you from that. No, I can't. It's gone. It's gone. It's from like my one brain. of those strict parent. Yeah. It's <laughs> like we're sitting in silence until you remember what you had to say. Oh God. This is a bad marriage story. That, that would have been a weird scene. There was one. Oh my God. This is a little off topic, mm-hmm. but in one of my college classes, the the professor like asked a question that no one like had anything to say about mm-hmm. she legit we sat there for five minutes in silence Holy as she shit. waited for somebody to say something about it it was the most painful thing i've ever said that's through. awful because then like no one wants to be the one to say something it was just like a st- it was like a stalemate yeah of just like oh it was awful and then she like finally was like i'm disappointed you guys and we were just oh, like, no. oh, that's super awkward. Like after five minutes. And then she like was like, if you guys don't have anything to say, you guys can all leave. And we we're just like, awkwardly oh, like, and then you don't oh, want to be the one to leave because yeah. it's like, I'm here to learn. Yeah. Uh, we just, oh, yeah. So wow. That's, that's a movie. Yeah. That should be a movie. <laughs> Teacher be a movie. story. Teacher story. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so the movie uh, starts off, they're separated, but they're not divorced Mm -hmm. it seems like they're planning on separating without like any kind of legal measure um yeah i wasn't super clear so they were gonna get divorced but they just wanted to do it without lawyers yeah so they weren't gonna get i think it was one of those situations where they didn't want to get like officially divorced they just wanted to separate break up kind of yeah um especially adam driver's character Mm -hmm. was like i don't want to get lawyers involved and all this yeah 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 um but the scene where, I mean, okay, so I guess we should talk about the long, this was also a great scene. Yeah. Um, the monologue from Scarlett Johansson with yeah. Laura Dern. I will say that that scene lost me a little bit. Oh, yeah. It was very. It was an exposition dump, like, to the max. Yeah, that's true. It was it, an anime thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, here's the thing is we didn't see it, though, uh, so it was okay. Yeah. If we had seen everything she talked about, like, right before that, it would have been an anime thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I think this was like, besides the big fight scene, this was Scarlett Johansson yeah. scene. This was a, a great performance from her. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those things where it was, it was the first moment where I realized it was, we were watching more of a stage play than a movie. Um, and yeah, it was just one long take of her telling the entire story of how the relationship started and where it started to go wrong and mm-hmm. everything in between. And it was it was a great performance from her, but it was also like it's 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 just backstory. Like it's just yeah. feeding me backstory in this long unedited shot. I liked it at that point because at that point I was like, 
my I think my brain was just like I need to take sides. What's happening? Who's <laughs> yeah? <laughs> like I think it was just like what what's the backstory here? And Scarlett Johansson's yeah. like I'll tell you. Yeah, let me let me clue you in. And that's sort of you know you get her perspective pretty much entirely from that scene because the movie's more about Adam Driver's character. Yeah, which makes sense because it's Adam Driver's character is like Noah Baumbach sur- surrogate in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I love Laura Dern. She's great in everything. She's um, awesome. She's great in this movie, but she is a scumbag lawyer. Mm-hmm. All the lawyers in this movie, besides Alan Alda, Alan Alda, yeah, make you hate lawyers. <laughs> They're just bad. They're like bad people. Mm-hmm. It's and it's so funny because you see that thing where the two divorce lawyers who have a history together, uh, Laura Dern, and then the other guys, and they go and they meet each other before the big court scene. They're like, oh, how are you doing? Oh, you yeah. should come to the Christmas party yeah, this year. Yeah. Like, they have nice. no personal problem with each other. But as soon as they're in the courtroom, they're, like, at each other's oh, throat. Oh, yeah. It's uh, a huge competition. Yeah, which is, you know, uh, I think kind of common in those kinds of professions. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just one of those things where you see these lawyers and they're saying all these awful things and twisting their, like, convincing them that they want the divorce and yeah. convincing them that they need these things to do the divorce. I mean, you learn a lot about divorce in this film. Absolutely. Yeah. I had no idea about like half the shit they were talking about. Yeah. Noah Baumbach like did a lot of research Mm -hmm. and talked to a lot of lawyers about divorce. Yeah. To make this movie very accurate. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, the lawyers, I mean, the the goal of the lawyers was basically to to defend Charlie or Nicole by making Charlie, making the other side look as awful as they possibly could. Well, it wasn't even that. It was to like make sure the person they were representing got more than the other person, which was where sort of the grossness comes because they were fighting over custody of their child. I know. And they were like, oh, we're going to get you. That was like the scummiest thing towards the end is Laura Dern being like, yeah, I got you 55 45 on visitation. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I didn't want him to feel like he won. So even though Scarlett Johansson was fine with 50 50, She was like, no, I, I got you more just just because I could. And I'm like, that's such a dick move. <laughs> and Scarlett Johansson was like, no, 50-50 yeah. was good. I'm fine with that. Yeah, it was just one of those things where, and like all the lawyers had been divorced. I don't know if the male ones, we heard about that, but uh, Laura yeah, Dern definitely had I a divorce. They, they seem yeah. like awful people. I imagine yeah. they've been divorced. Uh, and then Alden Alda had four, or no, three divorces, and he was He's on his, his fourth, fourth wife. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was just one of those things where, it became it started out as this very personal thing for them and it the lawyers just twisted it into like money and keeping your child and keeping your house mm-hmm. apparently your couch yeah um yeah uh yeah that it just like became that was the it just became this it went from i mean it started off as like a very personal heartfelt like movie and mm-hmm. then it just moved into like Charlie and Nicole are like as far apart as they can be in between all this lawyer yeah. bullshit that's happening. Yeah, it just it drives them further apart. Yeah, uh, because I mean, it's it starts off with Laura Dern's character just like just messing mostly with Adam Driver's like financial situation and all this stuff. And he didn't want lawyers in the first place. And he's in New York doing a play and has yeah. to be in L.A. all of a sudden. And, yeah, he has to go to L.A. all the time, like every week to yeah. just like see the kid and prove that he's there because 
if he can't prove that he's in L.A. consistently, the courts are going to be like, oh, well, then I guess the boy stays in L.A. Hell and all of those characters just like constantly telling Adam Driver to do one thing but and then do the opposite. Yeah. Like, no, you got to be in L.A. Or like, ah, oh, you shouldn't have moved to L.A. You should have stayed yeah. in New York so that you could be a New York-based family. And then he's like, but... <laughs> But you should move to L.A. So, yeah. you, so you can seem like you want to reach well, out to your kid. Ellen Alls is sort of like our our peek through the curtain of like it, it's not really governed by reason. This whole system. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, whatever the courts want. Oh, are we going to court? No, we're not going to court. But if we did, uh, <laughs> if you, you, did, have, you should move here. You have to do all this, but also don't do this because the courts might think one way or the other. It's like what, court. Um, I thought we were going to court. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that's why I really liked Ellen Alls' character, because he was right yeah you know he was telling him similar things that the other lawyers were doing it but because alan alda had done three divorces already he just knew how it was going to end and so in that scene where he says you know just give up on the kid like give up on la the kid's going to have to stay here he's right he he sees the future he knows they already lost Mm -hmm. but adam driver's so angry and impassioned that he's just like no i'm gonna i'm gonna win this i'm gonna figure it out and i'm gonna fire you Alan Alda get out of here yeah exactly um you mentioned this was a lot like a stage play it really was yeah there's that scene because there are there are long scenes where people go in and out and stuff like that remind mm-hmm. me of play a lot the scene where he gets served M driver gets served was very much felt like a play to me because yes. characters are coming in and out of this kitchen and um stuff like that that was a great scene too mm-hmm. and it's because like a lot of takes are long or a lot of scenes are long and entirely based you know, it doesn't really matter where they are. It's just more about what they're saying and how they're emoting and acting. Mm-hmm. And that's really the strength of this movie. Because um, they're not in any... They never go to anywhere that's really incredible. It's just apartments, like businessy, lawyery offices. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's no scenery for them to chew, necessarily. It's, yeah. all, it's all about them to do exactly. that kind of thing. There's some great, I could list off just shots that I really liked. I think my favorite shot is when uh, Adam Driver, the kid, and Scarlett Johansson, they're in bed, and he's reading, um, I can't remember what book. He's reading a book, and you just like, a great shot is just Scarlett Johansson has the tear rolling down her face while they're all lying in bed. Yeah. Um, Another great shot is when they like close the gate together, too. Oh, right, right. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. This movie uh, is almost convinces you that Scarlett Johansson knows what marriage is uh, <laughs> or understands the concept at, at any level. I mean, that's the most impressive part. <laughs> yeah, honestly, is like because Scarlett Johansson, I mean, she's said on record, I think, that she doesn't believe in marriage or she doesn't believe that humans are supposed to be monogamous or something like that. Mm. Um, along with a bunch of other dumb shit that she said. Wait, was that just uh, her character from her? Is that a quote from? <laughs> no, no. Her character from her was probably the, that's a direct yeah. quote from her. Basically, that, that is a uh, well. No, it's humans are made to be monogamous in her. It's yeah. computers are not. Yeah. Um, her was probably her most real performance. Yeah. She probably. was like, oh, oh yeah, just I playing myself. Yeah. I, I'm an AI. This who... is this is my real life where I. <laughs> I just date a thousand people at, at once. once. Yeah. She was like, whoa, this yeah. is pretty. They, they didn't even actually pay her anything. They just yeah. snuck into her house and recorded, recorded what she, her yeah. conversations. Yeah. And she was like, what? Spike Jones? Yeah. How am I in this film? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty insane. Um, yeah. So, you know, she did a really good job. I was kind of expecting her to not be super great in this movie. And she is really good. Yeah. 
You never uh, know what you get with ScarJo. You either yeah. get you either get a fine performance or you get something like her. Yeah, or something like this. It was always crazy to me that she is the highest paid actress in Hollywood, which obviously doesn't necessarily speak to quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, her as Black Widow is just so boring. Oh yeah, her character really just. I can't believe they're gonna little. have a movie. Of Black Widow. Yeah, they sure are. Um, I mean, they've got a bunch of other characters in there, which might... I think the issue is that they have to. Like, Black Widow was introduced in Iron Man 2, which came out years and years and years ago. And Marvel was just so afraid to commit to a female-led superhero movie. Mm. So they tested the waters with Captain Marvel. And now they're like, okay, now we know for sure a female superhero movie can make money. Now we can do Black Widow. Uh. Because if you, like, never did a Black Widow movie, it's like... You had her for Black so just long. The most boring. Oh character. yeah, absolutely. She's the worst character. No one is. A, I don't think anyone has figured out really what to do with her, and I don't think this movie is going to be that much different. Yeah, um, she's just so. She doesn't even seem like a human. Like it just yeah. seems like a. Well, that's the thing is, uh, I think Age of Ultron probably did the best job of trying to humanize her in some degree, but they just never really follow through on it very much. Yeah, I don't know. It's she's. It's just so generic she's just a person yeah she well the funniest thing to me in all of marvel is when they're in the first avengers movie when all the avengers are like jumping around doing flips and captain is throwing a shield iron man shooting lasers and uh black widow is on the ground with two guns and she's shooting the two guns into the air (laughs) like that's gonna do anything against (laughs) an alien invasion (laughs) this is my superpower two guns yeah or like when the when the end game trailer came out and it was a shot of her just like doing target practice yeah. with a, a small gun yeah. like oh man thanos look out <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny if if it ended with her just shooting thanos in the head with yeah. a gun like guys why didn't we just think of using guns come on they're I've, very deadly i've been using guns this whole time yeah <laughs> and it's that'd be good they could do like a uh commentary on the mass shooting yeah and stuff. yeah that'd be very <laughs> maybe that's what marty's doing yeah, yeah. oh that'd be very good um yeah, marriage. Should we like let's go into the end scenes here? Okay. Um, because it starts off with after all, after Adam Driver brings out the big guns, which are the Ray Liotta, Ray Liotta's lawyer character, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. They Scarlett Johansson's like, okay, I understand why you're upset at me for getting Laura Dern now because because yep. th- these people were dicks as well. Yeah. They accused her of being an alcoholic and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was after that. I didn't even realize because that scene where they were in the court, um, I felt like the movie was going to end after that. And mm. then it kept going. No, that was at that point. It was, Scarlett Johansson was like, OK, uh, Charlie, you have a point here. Uh, we shouldn't have brought lawyers to this. They're yep. dicks. <laughs> and yep. they accuse me of being an awful person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at that, that's the point where they like decide. All right, let's let's just split this even even like 50 50 at this point i'm sick of the lawyers let's just figure it out yeah um but that scene my my god the pure i just got chills thinking about it and almost cried on this Mm -hmm. podcast live wow um my god watching it a second the first time it was insane the second time i was like my god the performances are crazy in this argument scene yeah jesus it was wild i mean you know, and the the evolution over time of that conversation, like, oh, I'll take a juice box, and then, yeah. yeah, let's talk about this, and then let's be adults about this, and then like, fuck you, and the fuck you, literally, yeah. like, ends with Adam Driver being like, I wish you were, dead. yeah, I want you to die, yeah, I wish you I were dead. Imagine you dying, like mm-hmm. that's what makes me happy, yeah, is you de- you being dead, yeah, and then he just cries <laughs> and um, says, I'm sorry, yeah, 
You're like, damn, this is a bummer. Yeah. Punches the wall at some yeah, point. Yeah, he does. There are a lot of good memes about that one. Yeah. Um, at one point, she is, it's the classic, like, she accuses him of being just like his father. Mm-hmm. And then she, then he, <laughs> I liked his rebuttal, which was, you're just, you're just like your mother. Yeah. And you're just like my father. You're just like all the awful people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, yeah. The mother character I enjoyed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um because she loved uh, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. And um, she like still was going out with uh, her sis- Sandra was her sister, maybe? I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, the uh, Cassie, sister's Cassie. ex. Yeah. Kept going out with Cassie's ex, too. Yeah. Like, like, we get lunch every so often. Yeah. And when she was serving, when uh, she was going to serve Charlie, she was like, can you unserve? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or she was still helping Charlie out. She's the one who recommended Alan yeah, Alda. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I just got a notification from Netflix on my iPad. It says, we suggest Six Underground. Oh, boy. Yeah, so we'll talk about that. I have that to watch. Yeah. Oh, um, God. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, were you the one who sent me that tweet who said it was from uh, a person who was family friends with? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, the, for... she was the personal assistant of Jennifer Jason Lee's mother in yeah. real life. And she said that the mother character in this in marriage story is similar. Yeah, she was like accurately portrayed. And apparently the house that she lived in was super accurately uh, portrayed. Dang. So, yeah, they really figured it out. (laughs) When you find a house that's similar. Yeah. I mean, they'd probably just had to go like the hills somewhere or somewhere around Beverly Hills. Makes sense. um, Which is where. Yeah, the mother mother character was hilarious. Yeah. Um, And then what's the scene after the fight scene? Uh, it's the child inspector, the house inspector, oh, yes, which was probably my favorite scene of the movie. Yep. Um, because that was hilarious and tragic and sad and everything all at once. The best part is after he's cut himself and he's on the floor and oh his son God, walks yeah. in and he's like, why are you on the floor? He's like, I'm just a bit tired. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Cause that, that actress who plays the home inspector was so oh, good. Yeah. She's in uh baskets, the FX x show with zach galifianakis oh, okay i was like where do i know this person and mm-hmm. it's because i've seen her in commercials for baskets oh okay um but she's she's a great she's a great deadpan actor yeah who just, i mean like, has no feelings from basically. like the moment she shows up you're just like oh no mm-hmm. this is gonna go awful yep. everything goes wrong like the kid's like oh i love la i love all my friends and, yeah um <laughs> he here's the one thing is he punches the wall in the fight scene and then you see the scene where he's moving all the furniture into the house. How do you not just get a painting to put yeah. over that hole in the wall? I don't know. He just forgot about it. You forgot. And then there's the moment where he, they both look up at the hole in the wall. It's just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Forgot about that one. Oops. <laughs> this was more of a dent than a hole, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that whole sequence was pretty, because everything yeah. just goes wrong. He like makes fun of his mom or he makes fun of. Scarlett Johansson for being a vegetarian. Yeah, yeah. And then, then the girl's just there. She's like, "I finished my water." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! At the end, she's like, "At the end, she's like, thanks for the water." She's like very focused on the water. Yeah, yeah. Like she appreciated the water a lot. Um, but yeah, there's and that little box cutter. They introduce it early in the movie. And I'm like, that's coming back somehow. Oh. And then it does, and yep. it's like so disgusting. The knife thing. It's so it's gross, called. but yeah, it's also so perfect. Yeah, because he's just like covering it with his sleeve, and he's like reaching around yeah. her to unlock the There's door. So and let much her out. blood just everywhere. Oh like, God! Are you? She's like, are you sure you're yeah. okay? 
because during that whole scene, I was like, oh, maybe he's going to turn it around somehow. Like, maybe he's no. going to say the right thing. <laughs> nope. Does not. Everything goes completely wrong. Yep. Um, it's Yeah, it's just hilarious when the kid mentions the knife thing at dinner. He's like, yeah. dad, do the knife thing. I'm like, oh, no, we don't uh, We do not do that. No, no, no. <laughs> There's no knife thing. <laughs> you said I could have a knife pretty soon, right, dad? He's yeah. like, yeah, when you're 20. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that scene is pretty, pretty good. And then we move into some singing scenes, I guess. Yeah, we get the musical numbers after Adam Driver has finally been defeated. Mm-hmm. His big defeat. Um, yeah, Scarlett Johansson sings with her family. Yeah. From, also from Company. Yep. Um, and that's the whole part where... Yeah, party scene. Where, where Laura Dern's like 55, 45, and she's like, no, I don't... Yeah, God damn you. <laughs> I don't want that. You snake. And then Charlie's back in New York with all his play buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and he got to keep the the grant, uh, which they they settled. Yes, isn't uh, it wild to think about how in a divorce, they like a lawyer can figure out a way to just be like, no, you have to just pay your ex wife money now. Mm-hmm. Like all that money you make in your job that you do, she uh owns part of that yeah, too it's so crazy like the God. idea of alimony and that kind of thing Ugh. is insane to me especially in a divorce like that where they're both successful people and just doing their own thing and all they want is to be separated yeah for a lawyer to be like no i can get you like some of their income yeah i can like <laughs> i mean they briefly exp- it's uh, alan aldo's character i think explains briefly mm-hmm. explains like what that's supposed to be there for like yeah. who that hel- it helps certain people mm-hmm. but most of divorces it's, it's just annoying for yeah for it's just like how much can i get away with yeah exactly um yeah and then yeah the singing scene's just so me as well that's mm-hmm. like i mean not something i would do but so something me, you like in something a movie. i love yeah. in a movie is is something like that for sure um and that song's amazing too and yeah it fits his feelings at the time perfectly uh i should mention something about this song not that i just sang it um but the um after i saw the movie i listened to the the song being alive mm-hmm. and it was in my head i was like I, I haven't heard this song, but I have heard it before. I like I've heard another thing that is the same thing as this. And I spent the whole day losing my mind being like, was it a parody? And I didn't know it was a parody at the time because I hadn't heard the song already. Like, is it another song that was referencing that song? I couldn't figure it out. And I was Googling like being alive parody, like being alive, similar song. Um, and then it just struck me at the end of the day. There is exactly one line in the song Mr. Roboto by Styx that has the same sound. What is it? <laughs> so in the song Being Alive, uh, let me, I have the lyrics. Okay. Give me a second. Uh, you know, he goes, uh, make me aware of being alive, being alive. That was a terrible yeah. version of that, but holy shit. But it does, that does, yeah. I can see, I can hear And then it. there's a moment in Mr. Roboto being like, I need somewhere to hide, uh, somewhere to hide. And I'm like, that's the same. It's the same. Yeah. Well, Mr. I feel like Mr. Roboto came after being alive. Probably did it. I don't know. Mr. Roboto was like the seventies or the eighties. I feel like company. When was company? Don't. Well, I guess we'll have to look it up now. Company feels old to me. Um, they both came out a long time ago. Yes. Company. Uh, but I watched an interview and, and Noah Baumbach and Adam Driver were talking. They like wanted to make a film version of Company. 
Yeah. And they ended up just being like, oh, this is the perfect place to just put. Yeah, we'll just do it here yeah, instead. We'll just do it in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was a God, that was that was such a great scene. And then we move on to the final scene, which is fantastic again. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is not this is a movie called Company. Yeah. Uh, do I have to type f- in like company musical? musical? Oh man. I went to college with some people who are huge musical fans, like theater fans, mm-hmm. and they would get very mad if you called a musical a play or vice versa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't. 1970 was company. Okay. Now probably let's very similar find times. out. What if they were written? What if they came out the same, the same year? year and it was just parallel thinking? <laughs> yeah. Mr. Roboto, <laughs> which is a song I'm too familiar with. Uh, sticks release date. <laughs> the songs have release dates. I guess so. 1983. Oh, oh so they did copy company. copied company. Wow. You heard it here first folks. Yeah. Uh, copy job. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yeah. My <laughs> <A> old copy job. <laughs> uh, yeah, the final scene also fantastic. It skips ahead a year and mm. then, um, I mean, the whole movie, their son is like trying to learn how to read. Yeah, idiot can't read. He, yeah, he's dumb, probably dyslex- dyslexic yeah. loser. Stop, <laughs> so stupid kid. <laughs> dumb idiot can't read. Um, I don't understand why Adam Driver didn't just say that yeah. over and over again. Dumb, our dumb kid can't even read. Yeah. I don't want custody. <laughs> well, that was also part of the, the home inspection. He's, he was doing like reading yeah. practice with his he'll, son. He'll be able to read eventually. And uh, <laughs> it just like isn't going well. Um. But it ties in nicely to the end where he's starting to learn how to read and he finds um, he finds the note from the opening scene yeah. that Nicole wrote. And that's that's the moment. That's, I think, what will get everyone, uh-huh. um, if nothing else. Especially the last the last part of the the letter, because we didn't hear it at the beginning. Yep. Was like, I w- what does it say? Again? I will always love him, him, even though it doesn't make sense anymore. Yep. And Adam Driver, mm-hmm. a great performance there again, because he like pauses before. Brutal. He, he's like, he's so choked up, he can't even read it. Yeah. And Scarlett Johansson like is right behind him, uh-huh. also crying. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Awful. It hurt. It hurt. And I want to put it back inside of myself <laughs> and never have it come out again. Uh, Just uh, <laughs> You saw my, uh, my letterboxed review for this movie. Uh, yeah, what was it again? It was the oh yeah yeah video of the, Frank. Yes, amazing. Oh, you unzipped me. You unzipped me. Oh, put it back. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> that episode of Always Sunny um, is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, but that I put that specifically because that was the scene that was like because I knew this was going to happen with this movie because I did go through kind of an awful breakup recently hmm. um, this year and it was because of distance. I mean, obviously this movie wasn't because of the distance, but the distance made it yeah, worse. Yeah, yeah. And so it was one of those things where I was like fuck i get it i don't like it stop <laughs> i don't like real feelings i, I don't want to be in this movie take me out of this movie uh so yeah that was definitely what resonated with me super hard i mean through the whole movie obviously i don't have a child to fight over but mm-hmm. it was one of those things where i was like yeah that everything they were expressing in some of those scenes i was like oh shit i don't like that i get this i don't like that i understand it yeah um but yeah, that scene especially and that line oh, specifically yeah. was like, holy God, yeah. in heaven, stop. It's such a good, it's God, the yeah. writing is so good. Every second you, you get surprised. It's just, and it's like the perfect line too. the mm-hmm. way it's, it's just great. Um, and it's such a feeling that if you've ever had a breakup, like 
it feel like I feel like a lot of people have felt that. Yeah. Like I still love you even though it doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. It's such a good it's such a feel. Mm-hmm. Um big mood. Yeah, it's a big mood. Am I right, kids? <laughs> big mood, millennials. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast's for the kids now. Yeah. Um, and then it ends with Scarlett Johansson tying another shoe, a callback to uh, Jojo Rabbit, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Do you think that's what happens after he drives away? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And oh. then we get, then she moves to Germany. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we find out the whole movie took place in like 1931. Yes, yep. Um, and then credit, God, the credits roll, in my opinion, had a great time, too. The credits yeah, just he's roll. just driving away with his son. Yeah. Well, because he takes the residency in, in L.A. so mm-hmm. he can actually live there now mm-hmm. and see his son without having to fly back and forth. Yeah. I saw a Reddit comment that was like when like you felt he felt that or this person felt that when when Adam Driver mentioned that Scarlett Johansson was like visibly pissed. Yeah. And was like, why did we just go through all this if you're going to move to L.A. now kind of or do something in L.A.? Yeah. Um, on a second viewing, I looked, tried to look out for that. And I don't, I, I like, I don't know what, I couldn't tell what she felt like. It, <laughs> this is also drawing from my own experience, but essentially the idea, cause what also really hit home were the moments where, um, they're talking about sort of the move to LA and everything like that. And Adam driver being like, well, she's, she was going to come back to New York, right? Cause we're a New York family. Mm-hmm. And so eventually she'll just be there and we won't have to worry about it anymore. And the thing of like, well, we had a discussion. It wasn't final. Like Mm -hmm. her staying in L.A. was a discussion. And Laura Dern's like, so it was a discussion uh, when it was the thing you didn't want. But it was when the thing you wanted, it was a deal. deal. And I was like, fuck, stop calling me out. Yeah. Um, Um, And so that that I think was his sort of moment of like, you know, I fucked up. And now the only way I can think to make things right is to finally just go to LA, even if it's not the thing that I really truly want. Yeah. Like that's what I should have done in the first place. And it won't fix everything, but I can, I can make it better by doing this now. Exactly. So that's what I got out of that. Yeah. Um, was just sort of like, I think if he had it his way, he would still be in New York doing Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead he's, you know, going to do what's good for his kid and sort of just, you know, reconcile that if we're going to make this work, it can't be, you know, a discussions and deals. It has to be sort of, yeah. you know, a middle ground somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that what that Laura Dern line. My girlfriend when we watched it was just like freaking out. She's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Um, but it was interesting watching with a significant other because she completely took Scarlett Johansson's side. Yeah. And I, I was more on Adam Driver's. I, I felt more sympathy for Adam Driver. Yeah, I think I also did. I feel like the movie works a little harder to put you on his side. Yeah, I think it, but I think it does a good job of like making you go back and forth because you can see, yeah, like if she, if she's being, if she's basically Adam Driver's, like she's not her own person was the main reason she did the divorce, yeah. and I agree with that reasoning. That's mm-hmm. fine, and also he cheated on her. Which yes. is a, a oh, another yeah. great reason. <laughs> I almost forgot about that. Holy yeah. shit. He did because bang barely, another woman. They barely mention it because I that think... That other woman also... Come on. You're married to Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was because because in Noah Baumbach's actual relationship with Jennifer Jason Lee, before they got divorced, he started screwing around with Greta Gerwig. Oh, okay. It was literally even before they got divorced. Yeah. So in real life, I think he also cheated. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
So, but that, and the person in this movie was nowhere near as cool oh, as yeah. Greta Gerwig. Not, and not even like nearly as hot as Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. And she didn't seem like younger or anything too. She, no, she, she was seemed, just like a stagehand. Yeah. She was fine. Yeah. Um, but I did, I did think the line that was interesting where he's like, you shouldn't be mad. I was, I slept with her. You should be mad that we shared a laugh, which is like a little pretentious, but also I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, it seemed like that wasn't the, basically that the, it, there was cheating but mm-hmm. you didn't even remember it yeah. like it wasn't even the focus the main reason was like i want to be my scarlet's like i want to be my own person yeah and i think another thing that rings true to me is the idea that other outside of the cheating which is objectively bad um no one was really wrong mm-hmm. i don't think yeah. i think they were both right to like want what was best for themselves mm-hmm. um and the problem is that they just couldn't find a compromise and so that, like I said, when the movie began, I was like, there's no way they're getting back together after this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was just one thing where I'm like, I understand where they're both coming from. And it, it like, yeah, it's like, it's like a good look at modern, like how marriage works with modern ideals. Because back mm-hmm. in the day, women were like, they just had no agency. They would do whatever yeah. because the man, they would the man's housewives. working. Yeah. yeah. And nowadays, obviously, completely different. Women have their own dreams and goals just like men do and want to do their own thing. Mm -hmm. So it's marriage is unless you guys can compromise, unless you guys both love New York or L.A. Like it was unless you guys you need to find someone who wants to be in the same place you want to be, Mm -hmm. can do their own thing, be their own person in that place. Um, And it was it, it was just like a it was a cool look at why marriage is even harder to accomplish nowadays when yeah it's just when when you're both your own person and you're so like unapologetically your own person or so unrelenting or unwilling to to be anyone else it's like this is sort of what happens ultimately like you hope that's not what happens Mm -hmm. and there's probably ways where it wouldn't have happened you know ultimately if like adam driver had opened up a little bit more or they had either one of them had been more honest about what they really really wanted yeah because Adam Driver says, like, you know, you were happy to be the star of my play and not do the smut movies anymore and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then she grew beyond that, clearly, and did a weird show about plants, I, I guess. I had no clue what it was about. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she directed and won or was nominated or did she win? She was Grammy. nominated for an Emmy. Emmy. A Grammy. Grammy. <laughs> I got a Grammy for directing. You see that? Remember that song I sang yeah. from Company? They nominated me um, for that one. Uh, yeah, good movie. God, good movie. Yeah, it's uh, it's very good, and uh, it unzipped me. And yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> so zero stars. Nice. Zero out of five. Stop it. Make I it lo- go away. I love being unzipped. Yeah. Keep unzipping me, movies. No, it was it was good, but it was you know, um, mm. yeah. Watch this movie <laughs> if you don't have any real like personal connection that kind of stuff. Have a good time. <laughs> exactly. Enjoy. I think a lot of people can find some oh, no. things I think, to relate to in this. No, I mean, that's the thing about this movie. That is, I think it encapsulates a lot just about relationships in general, mm-hmm. even not if it's, even if you're not, not divorced, in like divorcing or, or getting a breakup. You yeah. Know. There's, there's stuff that rings true the whole time. We should also shout out uh, Adam Driver's Invisible Man costume, which was very uh, good. Yes, very, very good. Very impressive yes. Invisible Man costume. Yes. Um, 
And also the Halloween scene just being really sad. Yeah, they go to a they go liquor to like a store. Yeah, liquor store. Someone place. gives them a lighter. Yeah, pretty sad. The kid just doesn't want to. Trick and or the treat. kid's just like, "No, I'm tired. I don't yeah. want to trick or treat anymore." Well, it's like we're going like, trick or treating. Terrifying thing about living in LA is like, if I wanted to start a family here, I just like I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, it seems like a bad place to yeah. have a family. Yeah, I agree. Um, but. Yeah, that even that scene made me because my parents were divorced for a brief time. Now mm-hmm. they're back together. Oh, okay. But when I was, are they remarried? Yes, okay. they got remarried. They were back together for like five years and then got got remarried. Uh, but when I was like ten through fourteen, fifteen, they were divorced. Oh, weird. And that scene reminded me, made me feel awful because it because. <laughs> When I did have time with my dad, I often was like how that kid was. And I was yeah. like, no, I want to be with my friends and like yeah. all this stuff. And, he, and my dad would be like, no, this is my time with you, basically. Yeah. And it, made, it it gave me the, I was like, oh, yeah, kind of oh, was a shit. Kind of was a dick. I should have wanted to sit less. Yeah. What was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, they, you know, the movie obviously never pushes anything on the kid. Like he doesn't yeah. really know what's going on. Yeah. Um, he could never understand the weight of, you know, mm-hmm. that whole situation. Exactly. Um, as if you've listened to previous podcasts, you know, I gave this movie five stars. Yeah, five I stars. gave it four and a half because I'm a coward. <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah, it's I gave it four and a half because it's not, you know, it's it's a John George ass movie. I don't know if it's necessarily a Matt BBS movie. Mm-hmm. I would say everything in it is very well done. Maybe I think the weakest is some of the exposition dumpy stuff mm-hmm. and uh, it unzipped me. So can't give it five. Yeah, this is this movie is just so me that it cannot be anything but a five at this point. At first, yeah. I gave it four and a half because I'm a pussy and get scared of giving things fives for some reason. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, nah, this is an easy five, obviously. Mm-hmm. And now after a second watch, I was like, how do I give it a six? <laughs> when and when and what world was I thinking this is a four and a half? Yeah. This is I will watch this movie happily all the time. When are they inventing a sixth star? Yeah, come on. Um, I think that's it for this yeah, pod. It's good. I mean, you know, with movies like this, I feel like it becomes us just being like, oh, this was good and that was good. Yep, yep, yep. But that's because it's good, everyone. Yep. Sometimes you can't <laughs> criticize what's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Driver for Best Actor. Adam Driver for Best Actor for Star Wars, not Marriage Story. Yes. What if he gets nominated for Star Wars, The Report, and Marriage Story? <laughs> he's all he's every Best Actor category. Yeah. Like Adam Driver, Adam Driver, Adam Driver. And then Laura Dern gets it for Marriage Story and Little Women. Yeah. She's there are so many people in many movies. Yeah. At the end of the year here. Well, Oscar season. Well, we're in Oscar season, but the nominations are still a little ways away. Yeah. So. We got to figure out a podcast where we can talk about the Golden Globes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll we'll do that at some point. Maybe when the Golden Globes happen. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but until then, I would say stay big, you beautiful boys and girls. 